Coffee with Mario. I'm here with my partner in crime, the expressly talented and gifted uh, Victor Allen over there. Give him a. Just a Good morning, guys. It's the day after. Yeah. Poli- pol- political sports drama and f ups. Okay. Oh man, it's going to be a wonderful. It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood and a momentous day also because today, today, this Monday. 1030, uh, the Mueller indictments were revealed, and that has been the talk of the town, the talk of the nation. Really, the talk, it's just the talk. And so today, I have to admit, I'm going to be focusing about that. The Mueller indictment news is still coming out, and we'll be talking a lot about the predictions that I made and what this means, because I did make a prediction on 522. That everything would be jumping off in 120 days. As it turns out, it was more like 150 days. But I was so close and so right on, so we'll talk about that. Mueller indictments, the shit has officially hit the fan today. So, first of all. So, I want to welcome you. Welcome all my friends at Facebook. I see them out there. Audrey, hello, Celeste. Welcome back from New Orleans. Uh, Mac McAllister. They're all there, and uh, good morning, you guys. It's going to be that kind of day. Hey, starting off, membership announcement. I got to say, uh, loving it. We're currently up to 4,060, 4,160 members. If you haven't joined Pack Stereo, why don't you go over to PackStereo.tv and join the website, which has been updated and revamped which means that we were fixing stuff and doing things. And so, who knows? Go there and join if you haven't joined and be a part of the community. I have to tell you, um, new upgraded newsletter. Did you get one? All right. New upgraded newsletter. Go over there to the website. Sign up because that's all part of it. Special week uh, this week. We've changed some things around. For one, on this coming Friday, uh, the Friday night agenda is canceled. Schedule, I is, call it. I call it a rescheduling. I don't want to say okay, canceled. It's rescheduled. Rescheduled. I it like sounds that. better, right? He's, it does sound much better. <laughs> this this Friday night's agenda is rescheduled. That means we ain't gonna be here. Because we're not gonna be here. <laughs> 
you know. So uh, it's because I'm getting out. I'm going to actually see the play, Hamilton. Oh, oh man, you you the man. I, you know what? I got it. If I can save up at least for several months, I could probably get a ticket. Well, that's the way we ended up. Ended up that I had plans, and a bunch of people were bugging me to go. And it ended up a friend of mine bugged me and purchased her her, her <laughs> purchased her own ticket. Just a good buddy, so she we're hanging, and um, I'm going to see Hamilton on Friday night. So I'll let you guys know how how good it is. Can she or he be my buddy? I mean, can I be your buddy today? There we go. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's nice to have a buddy. Hey, so and also uh, Tuesday night. Quiet Storm is also being rescheduled, mainly because of the Halloween yeah. holiday and the fact that we want to go do some other stuff. I don't know if they're going. To- I don't know. We, we don't even know what we want to do. And I thought Street about walk. scheduling, but it's right at that eight to ten. It's going to be hard it's to get hard, people. So we 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 it's rescheduling Tuesday night Quiet Storm too because of Halloween. So what can I say? Hey, and other good news, we keep adding episodes to IMDb because now we're being recognized. You guys may not have realized this, and I've brought it up a couple times, that now the industry is recognizing those of us who have been putting out web series. That's what they're being called, web series. So Victor and I went from having zero recognition... (laughs) To essentially having a bunch of recognition. I went from having zero listings to like 16 listings. <laughs> as go. we are increasingly being acknowledged for our previous efforts. Some of you don't realize. I don't know what the count is. But in 2010, we had already uploaded 6,000 videos to YouTube. 6,000. Yeah, that's why I don't get out enough, see. We had 6,000 videos. So I don't know what it is today, but we're being recognized as part of that. And the also, as part of that good news is that we're, I'm currently working full swing on the Pack Stereo Amazon integration. That's right. We've been invited to uh, add some of our listings to Amazon. Can you believe that? Thank you. Thank you, Amazon, for recognizing Pack Stereo TV. Uh, so we're going to have some of our listings, specifically Morning Coffee and the I Victor, will soon be available for those of you out there who are members of Amazon Prime. <laughs> mm-hmm. You'll be able to get our episodes for free as part of Amazon Prime, and in return, we will get a few pennies. <laughs> there you go, man. Then like those pennies. Hey, all day. Oh, man, I just got a tweet. Tweet said, Mario, you did a very good job of predicting the political atmosphere, how are you doing with predicting about your next wife? Bad. <laughs> well, to bring up the wife thing, huh? That's okay. I have some very special women in, in my life and have, or who have been in my life, too, in the past, too. So, yes, what can I say? I'm single. I have no children. All right. I have no employer. I'm essentially a loose cannon. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. What lo- absolutely what they're looking for. <laughs> absolutely. You fit right. The more you brag about it, the more you enhance your portfolio. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, so I told you already that the news today is going to focus on the Miller 
the Mueller indictments. Vic, what you got coming up today? Uh, you know, I'm just going to, you know, bring you the, you know, the sports and uh, hot picks. The sports, it's, if I don't talk about what I thought was the greatest experience of watching a World Series game, this was like watching the ultimate boxing match of two punchers. And you really think round by round, inning by inning, oh, it's over now. They've done it. And every time it swung a different way, so much so that emotionally I was sitting there going, I have never experienced this type of swing back and forth. So we're a baseball game, too. That really makes it momentous. Man, you talk. First of all, everybody likes the home run ball and everybody likes excitement. I don't know if they're going to be able to match this. So we're going to talk about that later. And then we go into what we call a series from last week in Hot Picks where I was focusing on what they would call concept SUVs. Well, we got a a little twist on this one. This one is going to be concept cars, gender evolution, and brand. And specifically, we're going to have two categories. I'll let you know about that when we get to that part. All right. All right. Well, you're ready because I'm ready to break out some special crafts. Mm. <laughs> button buttons don't work. Yeah, there you go. Buttons don't work. I hit the button, and the button said, "All right, I'm firing up the magic looking glass, which is a special secret magic looking glass. I can use this to see your ass. In fact, I wrote a special chant, and it goes, magic, magic looking glass. Let them know we see the ass." Being good is such a task. That's why we love our looking glass. All right. So I can tell you, I see Celeste. What's happening? Meredith Bill, Kristen Perry Speller, Alan Santana, Bobby. What's happening? Bobby, Bobby Show, Sarah Day, Christina Gidry. I can see y'all. I can see you. I'm telling you. Jose Marzo, Darnell Austin, Special Williams, Carla. What's happening? Carla Harris, Jose Venegas, the super fan. Janice White, my auntie, there you go, family. Oh, yes, Khalif, my Jean, Bridget Bryant, everybody. Andre Morris, Harry Mandel, happy birthday, Harry. That's right, I see you, Harry, don't do that. Don't scratch. Mac McAllister, <laughs> Candy Jane, Nina Sky, <laughs> Daryl E. Smith, Connie Hahn. I gotta say it, Darrell Williams, what's happening, Darrell? Bobby Carson, you know, brother. Ray Bar, Donald Caraway. That's enough. It's a magic looking glass. You can't, can't abuse it. You can't abuse it. It's either a magic looking glass or Pornhub. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's addicting stuff. So it shouldn't be in the hands of amateurs. It shouldn't be in there. It's what you don't know. It's not safe. It's not safe. <laughs> okay. Okay. Also for today, um, I, oh, I, did I mention that in uh, medical marijuana? Yeah. We're going to be giving you the updates oh. on Las Vegas because that stuff is happening almost as fast as Trump. The miseducation, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, it's just a bunch of new stuff. Marijuana for dummies resisting the miseducation of marijuana. There you go. We'll be here and I'll be part right after the news. Okay, here's the latest slideshow animation. I love making these. Take a look, take a listen, and we'll be right back.
Featuring the wonderful, wonderful photographer, Victor Allen, and the subject of therein, uh, Miko, so much of that. And then also some of the folks, some of the pictures pictures she was. See, that's why I got stuttered. (laughs) Yeah, Ruben? No, I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, so Miko, you guys, just so you know, has recently went to Las Vegas. And actually, she gave me a bunch of the information we're going to be using later on in the show about the lounges that are now active because she told me as she was wandering around mm-hmm. in Las Vegas, the Different lounges world. were open. Yes. And so she so she told me a bunch of that caused me to go do some research and reading. Mm-hmm. So I have a full report on that in Marijuana for Dummies today. But Vic's right. Miko was in Vegas doing the zip line. High zip flying. Line. I, hey, man, I know this. Did y'all see girlfriend? girlfriend? I'm, I'm going. And I'm doing it. Let me do the I'm Superman. Not doing it. Oh, you want to do the low? You know they got the low zip, bro. I'm not it's doing the, it's a about zip two line. Feet. That look like one of those things that when I get up there, I go, "Why the hell? Why did the hell did I ever think about doing?" Well, this? they got the bunny hill zip. You know, they kind of put you in a two, three foot high kind of a big wheel with a rope, and they just pull you along the cement. Yeah, right. Well, we'll see. All right, you guys, it's time to go to part two, okay, which is the news, medical marijuana, all that good shit. So those folks at Facebook, you're going to have to refresh your page. Give me 60 seconds to reset our broadcast. There we go, 60 seconds. I stopped the broadcast at Facebook. Get ready to update the information. We give ourselves 60 seconds to reset that Facebook integration. And it, it looks like it, it may have worked. <laughs> like we said, a lot has been happening today. And so where's my news intro? Are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time for the good news. The bad news. 
interpret today's news really has has to do with your own political standing. You could call it good news, you could call it bad news, you could call it the other shit. But certainly a bunch of us have been waiting for this day. Because this morning, and it was announced last Friday, so they left us with a whole weekend of anticipation. But this morning, uh, the indictments were announced, and it turned out to be Paul Manafort and his aide and assistant Rick Gates, also a longtime actor within the, uh, the Trump well family, whatever. But the indictments came down today, and many of us have been waiting. Let me remind you that I predicted on 522, and that show was up there because Victor and I came together for a special broadcast that morning. Specifically because I needed, I actually needed to get those Trump predictions out. And I did that on 522. And on 522, I said within 120 days that it would all be jumping off. And people thought that I was crazy. People thought, and actually I was wrong. It was more like 150 days. But certainly Pac Stereo has to be recognized as being the news, (laughs) the news community that first first announced this and predicted accurately that it was going to jump off exactly this early. And let me remind you, too, that I used the term, and it was my quotation, and I quote, an orgy of evidence, unquote. Okay, what I'm saying is that back in 522, after having an evening of really thinking and dwelling over this, it came to, to me just, you know, and as an exercise I often do is imagine myself as other folks. When you're in a love relationship, it's good to sometimes imagine yourself as your partner dealing with you. And I do this because I find that it gives me good understanding in the individuals. It's something I picked up years ago in an article I read. So one of the things I often do is imagine myself as my enemies. <laughs> it's a great exercise. It takes discipline takes discipline. And I imagined myself as Trump, and I said, I just imagined everything was true. And I did this because by May 22nd, it was already clear that the president had a pattern. Now, I was hip to patterns. Again, it's funny how this often relates to my dating world by an old girlfriend of mine who told me she, who back in the day, she said, Mario, you have very specific patterns of operations. Most people do. And as long as they stay within their pattern, you can know, you can predict their behavior. Once that pattern changes, once that pattern changes, you know you have a problem. So she was essentially warning me, don't let the pattern change, Mario, because I'll be noticing. And so the president, to me, by then, had already demonstrated a pattern of behavior. And I said, let's assume that's exactly him. This is his pattern. He doesn't use consultants well, okay, at all. Which, in in my world as being a physician, you kill people when you have those kind of attitudes. So he doesn't use consultants well. He doesn't listen. He can't be advised. He needs complex situations converted into little bullet points. And he's very cavalier and arrogant about his actions in that a lot of the things he does, he he tempts you, he taunts the authorities. He feels like and acts as if he's above the law. And so I said, this is not a person who will have spent much time covering his tracks. 
In fact, what I predicted based on what I was observing on the president's behavior, I said is that he's very sloppy. So you're going to find evidence of everything he's ever done everywhere because he's sloppy. And also because he's arrogant, he doesn't give a shit. He's sloppy and says, so what? He's the man who walks in the house, throws his clothes in the middle of the floor, and tells you to pick that up. <laughs> okay? That's who he is. But this is a different world. This is a different world. And so the president's sloppiness meant that there was going to be an evidentiary train, chain that goes way back. That's part of what the indictments show today. They indicted Paul Manafort's, I think, for activities go back to 06. So that's, you, I, that's why that's part of what I predicted, Vic. I said they were going to have I, I, evidence. They're following yeah. all these people. They're following them. Right. Here comes the president and his boys. Right. But they're already following these people. And they're going, no shit, we're following these people. Right. And here comes the president with his boys. That's exactly what happened. I'm trying to do this. I'm, I'm, I have to give credit where credit's due. All right? Absolutely, you're spot on. Now, on one hand, we have a system of checks and balances. Like I said, the average person going to co corporate America is investigated as if they actually committed a crime. <laughs> they make sure everything is covered. Everything. You go through series of interviews, panels, evaluations, talks, everything. Now, let me just try to figure this out. And nobody knew that Trump was this way. The idea that the I sit back and I'm, no, 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 no. I'm not getting at what he is. I'm getting at the people who all are in the system. Democrats, Republicans, all these are people who have been around money and power all their lives. He's, he's worked a, both sides. He's been a Clinton supporter so, in the past. So what does he's it say? Is the indictment on Trump or the village? The indictment is it's on the village. There's a lot of it. Just like today. <laughs> The indictments have just begun, and you can indict a lot of things. You can Man. indict the system. They, you, can, you can totally indict the system because part of what Trump represents is that rebellion against that system. Yet he actually has co-opted the whole Republican Party. That's, that's his party now. What does Vegas say? House rules, right? Whose house is it now? It's his house. House rules. At least for temporarily. <laughs> because the Mueller... Indictments which hit Manafort, right. who had his house raided. Now imagine this. What also comes out today, Vic, the timetable changes because now you get to know what was happened previously. Yeah. And I'll allude to well, that. We all know bit. about Manafort. So Manafort, they raided his house in the morning. Imagine right. this. Paul Manafort woke up because they knocked on his bedroom door. Right. They were in his house. Right. Now, now, being black, I'd be reaching for something that, hey, glove strapped. <laughs> but you know I don't know what he did he probably greeted him graciously <laughs> he was warned they coming but they came to his house in the middle of the night searched his house and all told him he was going to be right indicted yeah I mean okay. come on he, he's flagrancy man come on so you know you know it's been out there they're trying to hit him additionally and totally not to be ignored is that they indicted, excuse me, in a separate deal, a Trump, a previous Trump advisor, is it George Papadopoulos? Yes, Mr. Papadopoulos. Yes. At least I get the last name right. Mm -hmm. Pled guilty 
didn't fight it now, pled guilty to lying to the FBI about the whole collusion, blah, 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 blah. Because it was one charge filed against him, only one, they said he is cooperating. It turns out he was actually arrested back in July and had already been, I guess his statement was from October 5th. So he's lined up already because the whole thing is who's going to roll and that's what you get to see because the ass is on the line. You know, most of us who are, in, we get a little soft. The idea of spending a month in jail freaks us out. 20 years is what these folks could get. So Manafort is under a lot of pressure to roll. And what's so funny, he could roll and still do jail time. They might, they'll sit there stone cold and say, you could take 20, you could take five. <laughs> but you ain't taking none. <laughs> you could take 20, you could take five. I'd be glad he's not a black man, because you know what kind of offers he'd be getting. No, man. <laughs> Please, don't even let me get started. Man. Don't even let me get started. So the Mueller indictments are in. I predicted it would start within 120 days, more like 150 days. But it's officially started. The shit has hit the fan. So watch for more because specifically, and everything is strategy, specifically notice that none of Mueller's indictments are related to the Russian collusion. The other case I, I told you is a different case. I think it's believed it's handled by the Department of Justice for Papadopoulos. Okay? So Papadopoulos, that's a whole separate thing where he's already pled guilty and is cooperating. <laughs> so Mueller, whatever it is, is strategy. See, here's the thing, the way I work. I don't know how you guys work. When I'm working and, and dealing with genius mothers, <laughs> motherfucker. okay, you know what I like to call them. But when you're working against genius people, you really have to spend some time really thinking like, trying to think like them, at least making the efforts. So the, whatever Mueller's doing, know that it's strategy. That's the way I'm looking at it. I may not understand. See, here's the thing. I may not understand how you pace your indictments, how you pace what you do. But I know that a lot of experience and leadership goes into that, that a lot of years of experiments go into how you start that fight. So know that this carefully being crafted. That's the part I'm taking in. I don't understand, for example, how all that works, but I know this. The first group of people are designed to open doors to the second group of people who open doors to the third group of people, but that you start it strategically. Mm -hmm. There's a strategic place you start with your hits. And you also take into account the personalities of the people you hit. Sometimes you know they're weak. Sometimes you know they're weak and you know how to ring their bell and you push those buttons because you're going to make them turn. And also, I've said before that I doubt that any of these folks have any allegiance to Donald Trump. 
Because he certainly knows shows none, and that's not part of what they do. They're, they're money people. They barely have allegiance to their own children. <laughs> okay, so that's good. what they what they love is money and power. So the shit hit the fan today. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, some other stuff hitting the fan today too. Bro. What else? What, what? What? We may have to put up a category called the the Hollywood. Something, something. Oh, yes. Did you hear about Corey Feldman? Yes, I heard a little. The Okay. He said he's going to bring we're, us uh, All the names. And some things it's the time. As the victims referred to, you guys, I, I got to at least summarize it. The latest developments in the Hollywood scandals, Harvey Weinstein, sexual harassment, ingrained, just like racism. Just like racism, ingrained within every community. Let me every let, community. Let, let me quote it. Let me quote it now because you're already going ahead of the game. <laughs> see, I got to quote what he said. See, this is the part that. Yeah, because I don't know. I don't know the quote too. Wait, wait. So the quote. So and just to get, I was telling a friend a, a few weeks ago. As soon as the Weinstein thing hit, I said, "You're going to see something you've never seen before." And they were sitting next to me. I said, "You really don't realize what's about to happen." I said, "You're going to see an avalanche." This is going to be a changing of momentum and swinging to the other side of those who were felt defenseless. And it's going to trickle down to the part that you will see people in probably going home retro praying like this going like, please, I'm, I'm sorry that I did that. I, I, I apologize. I apologize. They'll be praying because it's about to hit. And she sat there. She was going. This there is only one thing that have their time and it unraveled. So Corey this morning with Matt Laria. Laura said he vows to release the names. He was a child actor of Hollywood pedophiles during the show to see his face in his conviction. He says he was talking like this. I'm going to release every name. It is a sex ring. Now, I'm not going to say anything else. Somebody else they, I was talking about. They're leaving the oh, country. Right. They're right now. Wait. So, and talking to somebody else and Getting information, I don't want to release the names or anything like that. He was saying, you know, there is this underbelly, which we kind of know. He says, but it's it's an underbelly of what they call cooperation. So this guy, you know, and then, of course, with the recent story of Kevin Spacey apologizing because he was drunk <laughs> and ended up on top of this guy. <laughs> so I'm just saying I'm not a, I'm not laughing at this. I'm laughing at the generic apologies of getting from all the PR people are telling them, say you're sorry for what you did. Get out ahead of it first. But it's coming and it's, it's going to be an avalanche because this is more retro. And because everybody understands the nature of what they used to call the couch in Hollywood. He says, man, I'm not going to go on the couch. The casting, I said, the, couch. Ca the casting couch. I said, that's not a literal term to say you're going into the office and just the couch. They're talking about there's a cooperation period. So Corey, his conviction, some people talk and they're just trying to not say the wrong things. He can't wait. That's all I'm saying. So comparing the two, you got Trump. Because of the nature of what's going on with the investigation. And then you got the, the flipping of the Hollywood culture. That, that to me, that's what's happening. It's well, a change and, of culture. Exactly. And Vic, I, I think it's so much even bigger than that. You know, because these problems have always been there. There comes a time when society is willing to confront them. Right. People are comfortable enough. 
It's changed. Yeah. Racism, no one wanted to, no one cared. No. Now, today, they're willing to talk about it. They're willing to have it on TV. White right. folks are talking about it openly. Okay? Same thing with sexual harassment. It's already been the women's movement that's been here with us for some time now. Right. And we have changed. Ooh. But now we're going to change again. It's changing, bro. And you're, hey, the oh, dating rituals. Running. Some people are praying. Some some people are dating praying. rituals are changing. That's a good thing. I've argued that the women's movement has always been good for men. Right. I've made that argument over and over because what's happened is it freed men up from trying to live up to all that macho bullshit was never real anyway. Right. And all it never did was sit there as something that you were never going to be. Right. Okay. And it, it allowed us to grow as individuals, to embrace your woman, the gracious role as father, right. as husband, to embrace your children in a different way. We said that. It's Troubled as these times may be, as difficult as they may be, that usually means change, and change is good. So I've said it. The women's good movement has been good for men. It's been personally, personally good for me and helped me grow as a man. And I hope, I would love, think I pray to God that I'm better as a man it, it, because of being reminded of these yeah. things and how we interact and how we deal with women in general. And specifically think of your mother and your sister. Think about the difference between what's the difference in the lightning rod and flashpoint. Everybody was in unbelievable kind of, oh my God, a haze. The difference between a Bill Cosby and a Weinstein. What's the difference? Was black. <laughs> so I'm just... The uproar. That's a big I did. Difference. I did not feel that he was going to cause this landscape and, change. And Weinstein he, was ultimately oh, right. way more powerful than Cosby ever was. That's the, he's the Oscar imprint. Right. He's so, the big. He's the big fish now. Right. He's the big weenie in the room. And look, my celebration <laughs> no is my celebration all along is. Whenever I heard this, I, I would sit there and say, "Is it amazing that?" First of all, you know, I can't get into regulation. It's just amazing that if you in this culture and you know that you can do these things and have power and creative influence and dictate what success on other people's lives so they can be commensurate to what you, they call your desire to be in the playpen and have it your way mm -hmm. is the idea that imagine that if you had mm -hmm. sons and daughters and you have to go, well, you know, Hollywood, it used to be, well, that's not a steady job. Now, people will go, is job the real consideration? Or is it something else that you will have to be participating in just to be on the other side of success? And I've always felt that. I said, I don't think anybody really understands what's going on from the women's point of view. I think the whole thing. Well, certainly and, the women, and, certainly the men don't. We, no, it's hard to understand those outside another, of Hollywood. Yes, they don't yes. understand what they were going through. Yes, unbelievable. So there you go. Good news, bad news, other shit. I'm not sure myself. Uh, different ways to take it, but certainly a lot of things happening today. Keep your eyes open and remember, if you have any questions, go back and look at my broadcast, the news on 522 of this year and see my predictions. I predicted. I actually said it was going to be 12 to 18 folks eventually indicted. I predicted jail time for Jared Kushner. That was the shocker. I predicted jail time for Jared Kushner.
and others. And I predicted that the president would be impeached. And additionally, to the horror of the world, I predicted that once removed from offense, once he was already removed, the president would ultimately be tried for treason. All right. Everybody, the good news. And the other shit. Love. The we always have that free music. Between two people Special Creative Commons Deep. music. Just when it's free, you can get it. And coming up next, Marijuana for Dummies. And we talk about Las Vegas and the new Marijuana Consumption Lounges. Be right back. Meanwhile, I can enjoy my grandma's cookies. Sending the world a message in a bottle. There is more to show. As the love grows and kicks into full throttle, the fused unit produces a message that becomes a more powerful whole, even more powerful than the love in full. We go here. We go Tell me where, where, where 
Romancito and Silk Words. All right. It's called the MIB Mix. Where do we go? So you can get that at dig.ccmixer.org. Search it online. I think I have a bunch of them at the website, too. So you can get that there also. You good? I'm good. All right. You ready to talk about some weed? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Who you talking to? <laughs> Times are changing, but some things stay the same. Every day, maybe hit the snooze, turn on the local news, but nothing good comes from a one sided point of view. All right, marijuana for dummies. Now, just so you know, when I come outside to get ready for the morning, I kind of bring my little ashtray with my little stuff in here. And usually I'm carrying around one indica and one sativa and occasionally a hybrid. Well, this week, today... I'm smoking Grandma's Cookies, which is supposed to be a variation on Girl Scout cookies. These are hybrids. That means they're combinations of the effects of sativa and indica, which, and I remind people often that sativa traditionally is thought to have more cerebral effects, mellowing you out, and less physical effects, where you're not pinned to the chair. (laughs) So that's supposedly the difference. Now, I say supposedly because currently, in terms of medical research, they're not really able to identify the chemical differences. Right. That doesn't mean that there are no chemical differences. It just means they can't identify them. (laughs) And you need to understand the difference. As a doctor, I know the difference. When they say they can't find shit, that often means they're not looking in the right place. Okay? And they know it. It's you all who interpret it. Oh, that means this means that. No. No. 
The issue is marijuana and sativa is they can't find the chemical differences, but marijuana users report differences all the time. And so, therefore, I continue because I, too, experience that, even though I often differ in what I feel. For example, I made the note that one of the hybrids, okay, sour diesel. Right. It's a hybrid, which they say is sativa dominant. Well, there's other ones that they say are sativa dominant that don't feel that way to me. By that I mean some marijuana, if you get up in the morning and have it with that morning coffee as I do, before I do my stretch, before I do all that stuff, some of it's going to make you want to go back to bed. (laughs) I don't want that. I got things to do. I just like my mellow moment of contemplation and reflection. Right. And so for that, that's why I tend to use a sativa in the morning. And I've recommended that other folks at least pay attention, even though it may not be accurate, let's at least try to pay attention to the strain information and the relative amounts. Now, as it turns out, when I was in Las Vegas and I bought weed recently, just like two months ago, I remarked that the label came with a harvest date and a chemical breakdown analysis on the label. Could you read it? It was teeny tiny print. I had to get out the little glasses, but I could read it. Right. But it was teeny tiny print. Remember I said it had a harvest date, the percentage of THC. Right. At least there's some of the known materials that they like to mention, which is still a debate how important that is. Mentioning those in some kind of percentages. While I don't believe in the true accuracy of this, I do believe in making the attempts to measure. And it leaves you gives you it gives you something to work with. Just like if you buy a particular kind of an edible, and it's the same brand all the time, and they have a twenty five milligram of fifty and a hundred, in a minute you know the difference between how that edible right. affects you. It right. may not carry over to another edible that says twenty five, fifty, a hundred. Right. May have different effects, right. but at least for that brand you may arrive at some level of consistency. I bring this out because part of the issue with marijuana is everybody wants some consistency and it's going to be very difficult. Like any drug, you want to know how much you're getting and the full measured effect. But I'm saying that's going to be almost impossible. So let me ask you a question. The old conversation, which only because of what I've witnessed, because I don't smoke, you don't the, drink either. He's the designated hey, driver for hey, twenty years. Hey, I kind of I know my system. I know what it can tolerate. I know what can handle. He's the designated driver since disco. So <laughs> that's wrong, dude. That's wrong. Hey, yeah, designated for something. Hey, look. Usually, you get around the when you get around your fellowship of people. You usually, say, "Hey, man, you want to try this? It's strong." The words were very big, generic, and that was it. Do you see yourself now saying when you start to share with somebody? How will you generally talk to them about its potency? Will you? Because usually when you're around a fellowship of people, you're just enjoying the atmosphere saying, yo, you could like this. So are you going to find yourself saying, let me tell you something about it? Or are you just going to be in that well, moment? Funny. Yeah, Vic. In fact, I kind of I've already started doing that because I mostly to older people. See, not the younger people. Because the younger people have been smoking this. Right, right. They know what it's like. So you're doing it for the... Well, particularly the people who used to smoke right. 20, 30 years ago. Who are now rediscovering marijuana. Right, right. This weed is going to kick your okay. ass. See, that's it's what I want to hear. It's going to kick your ass. So this is how you should talk. You got to be careful. <laughs> now, wait a minute. You just <laughs> said it. Used to Mario, people. you just went from what I was talking about it. 
You just went from, hey, th- you know, this shit is strong to this is going to kick your ass. The difference in between those Sit two. Sit down first. <laughs> smoke. Don't smoke standing up. So wait a minute. So for people who are going, I want to try that. Because you know that usually encourages them, right? Yeah, that's why I want you. I want you to have a good time and be safe. That's why we're okay. doing it. Right. And you came up with the miseducation. Right. And but, because I'm, and you actually, Vic, you guys are the one who challenged me specifically because I am a physician, aware of the pharmacokinetics, because I did, pretty, you know, intensive care, I did the hot shit. So I used drugs in ways that were, you know, the, the most current, hot trending. That right. I went through all of that in terms of critical care use in children. Right. So all of that background leads me to have a certain opinions about marijuana, which I need for my both my back, my own mental, my own mental stability, which it helps me right. with being calm and less All day. anxious because I'm a type A freak. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it helps with all that. But I want you to learn with me as we attempt. To understand this evolving marijuana industry, because you guys, it is evolving. That's why I want you to be, and we're resisting miseducation. So we want to learn, recognize that as we learn, just like doctors, you may have to go back and unlearn some things. In other words, we may mm-hmm. learn some things and later find out they're not true. Yep. That's just the world, okay? Get over it, all right? But let's move forward and learn in the meantime so that you could be an educated consumer. I don't want you to hurt yourself. And I've spoken out specifically about the edibles because that is kind of dangerous because of the delayed effect right. and the fact that it can take up to an hour later to really be hitting you, not just half an hour. Right. I've had a bunch of friends of mine who waited half an hour, didn't feel anything and had a little bit more, then ended up having a bad time. Right. Me too. I feel you. you got to give it like an hour, really, to have full effect. Okay. Okay, because it causes these kind of things. So, yeah, safety is an issue. We are learning, Vic, and I want people to be educated users. I don't want you to do stupid stuff. No. I'm and we're not. not all smoking to get high. I don't get euphoric when I smoke. It was last time. No. I, it was last time no. you saw me giddy, laughing. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. No. He, I don't get euphoric no, when I that. smoke. You know what I smoke is because medicine made me a hyper type A person, and one day I didn't know how to relax. Right. You know, I just didn't even know how to relax. It helped me with the build the business because I could work like a freak. I mean, for 20, almost 30 years, I went to bed at 4 a.m., even on my off days. Right, right Vic? Yeah. I was crazy around here. So the people who worked with me, like Vic, they'll testify. It was madness, but in a good way, because I was a workaholic yeah. person. I allowed, And I used it for the build of business. But in terms of relaxation, being hyper. For me, it's like the gas stove. When you turn that flame down to that little simmer flame, <sighs> for a lot of us, that's what relax. we like. All I want Just is that. Relax. And you can get it other ways. Things like yoga and exercise do help. That's the truth. That is the absolute truth. There are different ways of achieving a peaceful, calm, and mentation. But that is what we're looking for. And marijuana worked well for me. And I began to smoke on a regular basis when I was in medical school. Because I hated medical school. <laughs> That's a whole different conversation. That's right? a whole different conversation. <laughs> read, read the book when it comes out. Read the book when it comes out. Right. Now, 
second topic of the day has to do with Las Vegas because Las Vegas, to me, for a variety of reasons, Vic, kind of represents what's going to happen with the rest of the country. Absolutely. In this area, and they said they want to be the trending leading group. Right. Even more than California. Yeah, they they want to be the trending leading group for marijuana industry. Right. So you can watch them because they implement everything so much faster. In L.A., we're supposed to start having the licenses coming out for recreational marijuana in January. Right. In January. Las Vegas approved one thing in November and had it up in two months and running. And they continue to go with it. So, first of all, the reports are in that in their first month of operation, they had a record boom. Yep. Just money and weed. And they want to be known. But the problem in Las Vegas was, like a lot of places, they have a schizophrenic kind of mentality. That even applies to Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Because in Las Vegas, you could buy the weed, but the only place you could legally smoke it was in your own home and residence. Not on the street, not in your car, not even at a hotel, even though later it was sort of amended or right. whether they recognized that the hotels could make their own decisions. Right. All of this, but else you would get, you were potentially able to get a $600 fine, at least as a fine. And not jail time. So marijuana, they had a, the same thing exists in Amsterdam where they have coffee shops. You can't even call yourself a coffee shop mm. unless you oh, sell yeah. marijuana. True. Okay, this is in Amsterdam. But they don't allow, it's illegal to import <laughs> weed. So where's the weed coming or grow? It's illegal to import or grow weed, but you have coffee shops selling weed everywhere. Okay, I tell you, there's a schizophrenia. I'm just saying. So that's even in Amsterdam, so-called liberal. Because I always say they're not so much liberal as practical. Right. I said, then you'll understand them better once you look at it that way. They're they're not liberal. Okay, they're not. And we can talk about a bunch of other things. But anyway, the point that I had made previously was that the Amsterdam coffee house was the model that should be here in, in Los Angeles. And what I said, what I described to you before was imagine going into this, like a health food store is what it felt. It really kind of looks like Simply Wholesome. Right. <laughs> For those who don't know what that is, who's not from California. Right, that's a, like a health food store over here. They right. Have, and what I, that I mean, it has like the lighting or whatever, the little stuff on the wall. Healthy. Right. The whole you can't thing. smoke cigarettes in there. Right. Even though they do allow a version of tobacco mixed with marijuana, which is very much traditional overseas in England and other places. They commonly do that. Right. Mix marijuana with tobacco and smoke it in a way that we like blunts here. Right. Which are marijuana rolled in tobacco leaves. But in there, they remember, I tell you back telling Vic, they had wonderful coffees, beautiful mint tea, where the lady actually had a big Tupperware container full of mint leaves. And she would grab fistfuls, stuff it in a glass, Smash it down. Right. Pour hot water over that and put it in a wonderful saucer with a cookie. And, oh, wow. And wow. they had the most natural, wonderful mint tea. No smoking cigarette. Then they have the little signs about the organic cakes and little. See, that's what I said, the whole mentality, but they're smoking weed. Right. Which was wonderful to me because you could meet women and you could sit around smoking weed in like a bar and meet girls. So they're, they're taking the same thing yeah, that I, well, they, they, they've taken the same thing and surrounded it with an environment like alcohol did. When you say champagne, when you say wine, they surround an ambiance when you're eating, 
the music, the whole thing, surrounded by pouring you one of those wonderful bottles of something that comes from a different place, higher price, yes. the whole thing. They're yes. taking Even on that whole... I make the distinction that of the health food store as being right. the thing that separates it from the vibe of a bar. Right. See, because you've been in bars, you know, right. we go to the court, whatever, they have bars, they have food right. and drink, and you notice the bar vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, imagine you walked in... Yeah. And it was like that, but no bar. Right, that's what I'm saying. There's no alcohol, by it's the way. Not based no on, it's, it's not coffee based on... It's coffees and teas and this organic food. And, right. And it's a whole different culture. It's like alcohol that didn't have weed. It says, we have all this, but we don't sell weed. And, we don't do that. Right, and they don't it's, sell alcohol. Right. And you can't right. smoke in the dispensaries. So it's, a, it's right. interesting culture-wise. Because right. the people who gather in there... And I was attracting attention in there... By getting to know the people working in there, I spent every morning of my vacation at the beginning of the day. I went right to the dispensary for my morning coffee and smoke. Right. And so they had gotten, I had gotten their attention. They attempted to play music to entertain me. They're like, Doc, listen to this, listen to this. We, I know this. So they were trying to show me the, the hip music. It was a wonderful experience. I say that because I did love the Amsterdam coffee shop experience. It is absolutely wonderful. You should try it if you're a marijuana smoker. It has so many of the wonderful, nice elements. If you just have friends who smoke weed, and you don't, and you just want to be in a place with them socially where they're chilling, right. that example would work for you too. If you don't weed, I can go to the marijuana uh, coffee shop with you, Vic. Right. And while we were having coffee, and the coffee was wonderful, Vic. The coffee was wonderful. <laughs> while we were having coffee, right. I'm having weed, and they will loan you a pipe, right. or they will you can give you a few papers, or you can buy stuff, all that right there, and you would feel perfectly at home. Got it. I bring that up because now, in marijuana, you knew it was coming because they had the continued right. schizophrenia about selling weed, but no place you could use it. And imagine you fly in to Vegas, especially. Vegas is a place where people are flying in to party. They're supposed to buy weed, but they can't smoke it nowhere? That's weird. Okay, that's stupid yeah. and weird. And yeah. so there you go. So now with this new thing, they started the marijuana social lounges. What actually what happened was, Dick, and I would, this was coming out so fast because when I was there right. two months ago, none of this was active. It was still the schizophrenia. Yeah, this moving. is like it's been happening like this month. Right, it's moving fast, man. Yes, because what happened is first... The boards were saying it was possible. I went and read. What happened was there's so much news online. Right. And you're reading it, and some of it comes off like they're not giving you the whole story, so your timeline gets out of whack, right? Right. Because right now, officially, they still haven't agreed on anything. Okay. okay. Keep okay. that in mind. But it went into operation. Now, why did it go into operation? Because the powers that be said... They were undecided. Like, first they said this. We don't know if marijuana lounges are illegal. <laughs> we're not sure. Right. It could be they're legal. Right. And we're going to go look at it. When they said that, they started gearing up. They started gearing up. Because in two weeks, they were rolling. Already. Miko said that when you walk around and now, they have the lounges set up. Mm -hmm. And they have women enticing you to come in. Right. Come on in. Because the issue is that Vegas still wants to be a family place. And nobody, 
Well, not at nobody. A bunch of us, including me, I don't want people walking off through the casino smoking weed. Now, I also don't want you walking down the street smoking weed. But I don't want you walking down the street with a beer either. But maybe I'm too old. You're too old. But that's the whole thing. Yeah. So now they just made it legal to have these. Well, no, no. It's still not legal, but it's not illegal. And it's so not illegal right. that the people with money are doing it. In yeah. other words, they already got their attorney saying, hey, A said it's legal yet, but everybody's right. already agreed to look the other way. <laughs> so they look in the other way because now that they have it in the casinos right. already. And if you go online, they're listing one or two places only. Right. Where they have the full assortment of edibles, weed, you can smoke, sit around and drink. The whole, the folks that are active in marijuana in Las Vegas have said, and I quote, we want to become Amsterdam on steroids. So look for this. They, so right now, so all you can get legally right now is go take a look. For example, and I listed a couple quotes. Because these are, these, are these are all things I was looking at. That the the issue of marijuana social loungers, people are saying, well, can we? Nevada, Nevada considers, then Nevada undecided if they're legal. Right. And then it says Nevada's local governments have okay to okay to license. Not that they have. Right. And then the Nevada's legislative council says marijuana loungers are already legal. <laughs> See? Okay. Because different bodies say, well, according to us, when we look at the law... It's already legal. Right. That's why I want you to understand the schizophrenia involved. But at least it looks like right now, according to Miko says, she was walking through the casino as she saw the lounges Mm -hmm. in operation. And I went online and there's reports online. The operations, they're calling them marijuana consumption lounges. Oh, that's a nice little. Safe name. Now, let me just ask this and going out of this, I guess. Has Vegas ever been considered for family? Or is that a misuse of the term? Because it doesn't look, it's not. But that was always been part of the big trend to what they've become now. Right. I know. By making it, because they needed to make it a destination that people came for a variety of things. Right. And you know, and I both know how it started. Right. And its history leading up to this and trying to make it Disneyland. Right. Now, one of the things people constantly talk about is how that so frustrates so many of people who live there. Because mm-hmm. they don't, depending on what side you're on, right? Right. You want to be Disneyland, but you want to be Sin City. Sin City and Disneyland. You have to merge those together. Right. That's very difficult we get to watch Vegas try, Vic. They're right. trying to merge. That you can come there with your kids, but then sneak away with, from your wife and go get high and look at some hoes dancing, whatever. Which, look, it, it whatever. is. I agree. I agree. I don't have the answer for anybody. Whatever. And, I, and I always say, the analytics will tell them where they're getting their best return. They will go look at the numbers, and they will make their their statements and their referendums will be built off of the analytics. They'll just go, here's the numbers. And obviously, the numbers show a positive direction because if it didn't, they wouldn't be doing this. It's well, like the sports. Money just, like I said, right. I started it's out with saying this boom money, right? Right. right. The money's boom. Yes. Like huge. Yeah. And so what's happening, I was just watching, by the way, right. similar. Right. Avni Bourdain went to Pittsburgh and uh, props out to my brother from another mother. 
PMC Philip Cusper, who's in Pittsburgh, our regular brother. He went to Pittsburgh. And in talking about the revitalization of Pittsburgh and the surrounding communities, right. specifically efforts to grow marijuana. Right. To, to help make we take a boon to the industry. Well, you know, let me let me tell you, to me, it just as an off-guard opinion, I have no analytics. I don't have any specific data. I think the part that comes in here is all the parents who are on the side of we want family, this is how it is. There's a whole bunch of your your children who are going, mom and dad, you guys did have a youth in a time where you guys were rebellious and did things, but in order to make sure you seem like, oh, now you're in a different place. Mario, you could speak to this. You said, yeah. I don't do this anymore, but you did do it. But they still and drink. So, right. And so, most of them so, still drink. Right. So uh, to me, the, the perspective of younger folks are going to go, are we to believe that everybody who's our elders were holier than thou? Bullshit. And, and so you guys had your time. This is our time. And don't try to correlate what things were different back then. No, they weren't. They were more abusive in the sense of the indulgence. It's a little bit more available for people to see through different mediums, internet, social media. Alcohol, I've already said alcohol, the greatest, look, right? The, the greatest, of the greatest reality show of what people are going through now is that you've been, you, they've taken the top off, and now you're discovering. This is how people were acting back in the day. Don't get it twisted. I know you love your parents and your family, but some bad actors, and they've just changed. That's all. Exactly. It looks like people have been wanting to get high for a long, long, long time. Long time. Yes. I was shown. I, I just saw something about the early days of alcohol, and it goes back to like the most primitive yes. societies. All day. Making wine. Now, of course, you had to drink more of it to get a buzz. Right. But they was drinking, they were throwing it back. Like they I were said, using alcohol because everybody's been wanting to get high. It just appears. It just appears it's a whole bunch going on because the medium now is that you're available to digest information. You're not dependent on publications, your local newspaper, what they want to tell you. It, it is somewhat where people are getting, dis especially for those old and traditional who are not involved in what they call the digest of all this information. I say, isn't that worse? It's just that you're just more available to the oh, yeah, feed of information. Worse. It's always it been this worse. bad. It's not worse. If we're killing each other less and abusing each other less and respecting each other more, it ain't worse. <laughs> right. It ain't worse. That's marijuana for dummies, y'all. Yeah. Times are changing, but some things stay the same. You start each morning with a cup of coffee every day. We'll be right back for Victor Allen's new new sports. Here's Love Shadow with Snowflake. It's too young to be on that bridge. It's too young to be sleeping on the edge. Too young to be on the bridge. Yeah, too young. 
Snowflake, you know, Snowflake is bad. You can, if you want to just search that vocalist, go to dig.cc mixter and search Snowflake and find the tracks where she's listed as being, you know, as a participant. Wonderful music, part of the Creative Commons movement, which allows you to have this music free, share with your friends legally. All the while, artists retain their rights for commercial use. So we support that. We're part of that movement. And therefore, you see, see us, hear us feature so much of that music. All right, get ready, you guys. We got to get, get ready for section three, part three. I got to reset. Everybody at Facebook, get ready to reset your page because we're about to go to sports. Part three. I give myself 60 seconds. Stop streaming. Say that word? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Just we'll make sure.
Welcome back to part three. We divide the show up into four sections, and this is part three, Victor Adler's New Zoo Sports. Are you ready for your sports? Maybe. I hope they dressed appropriately, damn it. <laughs> Victor Adler's New Zoo Sports is a unique fan-based view of sports, a recurring segment of the Morning Coffee with Mario show. Every Monday, join us. There he is, Victor Allen, the ball-headed black man. Rub his head and make a wish. The ladies have nicknamed him Sexual Chocolate. There he is, everybody, in sports. It's Vic. It's sports, people. Sports Pride with Jack Straps. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Hey, man, you know what? All I'm... All I'm going to talk about is, I don't know if you caught it all, though. I think you were working your butt off and probably didn't catch everything that happened with what I call the greatest baseball game I've ever witnessed, period, hands down. Well, I I did miss parts of it, even though it's luckily I was able to get the gist of it. And for the first time, I have to admit, I have to admit, because I'm not a baseball fan. Man, you should have been one. So it was an exciting game. For the casual fan or for the Dude, person who's not I'm a not, fan, it actually still was exciting. Man, you know, it's so funny because I know for the, the, the guys that's working it and the ladies who's working it from the professional point of view, that's five and a half hours. But this was one of those things that every man up, every time you didn't want to leave to take a break, whether it's a commercial or not, you had to stay there because every inning, every batting um, opportunity. It was a swing. You know, literally, Mario, if you're sitting back going like, okay, it's eighth innings, Astros, they hit three, they got three runs up, Dodgers, you know, the chances are you're going to make it for three, and the next you know, that's what's happening. It kept coming. It, it just never stopped. I kept trying to use words. I was going speechless, all emotional swings. I know I was looking at the uh, Frank Thomas, former Major League Baseball player, the post show, he would just lean back like this, like, my God, it, it took you on a roller coaster, man. So my point is that the experience, to me, did something that you're probably not getting, dude, from the other sports um, conglomerates. I'm going to call them that because that's what they are. Football, basketball just starting for its season. And, you know, the football thing is clouded with all the you know the rights for those who are disenfranchised and the abuse and the flag this to me was like watching one of your favorite boxing matches the ultimate match you want to see it was like the the i, I won't even say holyfield tyson fight i would just sit there and say on a level of what they call baseball home run is king and the reason why i'm saying that is that they are so evenly matched that literally you don't look for that part where there's a weak player that you go, oh, well, I ain't got to worry about these two here. They're not going to be hitting anything. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you end up going, I want it more. It was the best time that I said, whoever loses, and I'm, I'm rooting for the Dodgers, but I, I, I love Houston's energy, man. I do. I love their energy, but I, I'm, I'm Dodgers. So I don't know if you got that feeling because you probably didn't see it and – Will you get that feeling again for the next two games that's well, coming up? I, I got it, and I had moments. I have to, like I said, for me, it was probably the most exciting baseball event of my lifetime. Now, 
that's important because I'm not really a baseball fan. And I think for uh, Major League Baseball, this has really been a win-win for them, this whole wow. series. Timing. Now, I don't know if it's going to translate into more viewership during the season. That's what you hope, Vic, because baseball has been dealing with ongoing decline as general sports across right. in certain ways in terms of viewership. But maybe this signals a turn toward increased viewership, but at least for them as an event – yeah. It's been a successful Super Bowl, right? Man. It's been a successful event in a sense. The whole playoff has been a successful event in terms Every. of getting viewer, the ratings, getting people out there to watch. Yep. And it continues to draw those of us to watch. So I agree. I think with you, I think it's a big deal. Oh, I hope that it continues for them some continued success. Right. But um, yet to be seen, and additionally, the other sports too, because they are dealing one way or another with some of the politics. But all of that ultimately affects every sport. So we'll see what happens when baseball gets theirs. And not to take away, I'm not going to even get into it. They've only had one kneeler, when I say kneeler, during the national anthem in baseball. And I cannot remember his name, so my apologies. I wasn't trying to follow the, the thread on the story. But all I know is that the, the baseball player, I think he's a catcher, went into uh, a particular place. I don't know if it was an eatery or not. And the person said, you're the person who kneeled during a baseball game. I know you're not going to serve you. <laughs> so they've only had that one speck, whereas everything else, they've been shielded away mostly from it. So by that, I like the getaway that you're just watching what I call young teams that's going to be around for a while. They're going to be around for a while as it relates to these players. Houston definitely is going to be around a while Dodgers, you see what's happened and developed. Now, let me just give the facts for the few facts for the people who didn't see it. Okay, they won in the 10th inning, 13 to 12. What's the main story? Man, Clayton Kershaw, man, knocked out. Their pitcher, ace, Dallas Kuchel, both knocked out before they can get to the fifth inning completely. The game is, and this is the guy Clayton regarded as the base, best baseball pitcher in in uh, major leagues, the hitting is taking over the pitching. So who hits last probably is who's going to win. Now their ace, Justin Verlander, comes up for game six, which there was a, they broke through on Justin, but he's the one that's supposed to close it out. So that's not my, my question. My question is, when you see Major Legacy, and your name is Clayton Kershaw, and this is your time to shine. Do you feel bad for him because three-time Cy Young Award winner, he's never delivered in playoffs, and now he's got knocked out during his time. This is his game now. He's supposed to deliver. They lose. Will his legacy be tarnished by this? Of course, as yeah. it should be. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's not a matter of casting dispersion. We're not wishing bad. It is what it is. That's why champions are called champions. Right. You're a champion because in times that are tough, right. that you come through and shine. That's why we're acknowledging you as a champion. There's always second place and third place and also ran, and I'm in favor of those. But I don't want to call you champion unless you earn it. So there you go. Yeah. And I'm not knocking on him. Look, yeah. let me just say this. You have to earn it. They broke a record 
And I remember where I was, too. I'm not going to tell you where I was hanging out at. But I remember remember the Barry Bonds area where that that year he was hitting all kinds of home runs. Everybody was going nuts. And they actually battled. The Angels battled uh, San Francisco for the World Series, which ultimately the Angels won. And everybody was watching every hit with Barry Bonds. And it was just, they set that record of the most home runs in a series. This one has been broken. Of course, this record has been broken because they hit a whole total of 22 home runs, which is now history making. So we have a series here where they're making history. Now, here's the other part of it. Part of that history is going to be tied to Clayton because he's allowed yeah. eight home runs off of his pitching experience, which almost like if they don't come out of this winning, period. I don't know if they can come back to the World Series title. He'll be 30 years old next year, and I root for him all day long, man. I root for him because I like his whole, how he carries himself, what he does. He's a regular season phenom, but when it's time to deliver, it ain't happening. I feel bad, man, and I don't know how to look at it. Am I, I want Houston to get all his camp. It can because it'll be his first World Series title, but I want the Dodgers because, you know, We've been out here for almost 30 years. You know how it is, Mario. This is a baseball country. Oh, I'm sorry. Is it a Lakers country, bro? Yeah, I was about to say. I'm is it going sure. Is it going to be a Rams country or Chargers country? What country are we in right now? <laughs> it's up in the air. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Hey, just to give you an idea for those who are in those baseball facts, how even this was. Both teams had 14 hits, one error, and the deciding factor is Dodgers has 12 hits. Runs, Houston had 13. Separated by one. So when you have five hours, five and a half hours, can you guys do that again? Can you bring that again on game six? I, I, look, I'll take it if they can do one up this game like that. Even if the Dodgers, I don't want them to lose, lose. They bring me this kind of excitement. I'm on. So I'm hoping game seven. Absolutely. Mark, what's your prediction? They out in six or seven? Oh, no, it goes all the way. Oh, you think? Oh, so you're saying Verlander? This game coming up is over. It's 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 over for Verlander. He gets knocked out. We go to the game seven. Well, let's just say we go to a game seven. <laughs> you're going game seven. Your money on who you choosing, man? Money, and I'm not putting any money. <laughs> Wait a minute, man. Come I'm on. Choosing the Dodgers. <laughs> you choose the Dodgers, but you ain't putting no Dodgers. money. No money. Come on, the man. Dodgers. All right, all right, okay, all right. So hey, look, I'm not going to talk about anything else because right now. A, a lot of uh, Southern California, L.A., they are exhausted. I mean, I literally was exhausted from the emotional swings, and I think it's one of the best performances I've ever seen. Now I got to take you over to the other side. You know, they say, Houston, you got a problem. But it may be a good problem, and it may not be as bad. First of all, let me applaud Deshaun Watson. When his coach at Clemson says, I don't understand why you guys won't take this guy number one. They've already talking about him. He went into Seattle. They lost by three points, 41 to 38. Russell Wilson did his job, but this guy is a comer. So they're talking that he will soon be a top five quarterback. Now, that being said, I'm cheering for him because right now, Mario, I'm, I'm telling you hands down. There are certain quarterbacks I look forward to looking at. It's like Aaron Rodgers. You know what Tom Brady's going to do. But you're looking at this guy, bigger than Russell, arms just as strong, the intelligence, reading the field. 
he went into Seattle, man, like I'm 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 not in awe of this place. <laughs> I'm gonna work it like I own it. Drive so I, so now, so now setting the story up, that's what I like. Now here's the other part. CEO in, McNair says inmates or quarterback rising. You ever see somebody actually go, all you have to do is keep your mouth shut. And oh, now, yeah, so now you're caught between the president. Right, right, right. Look, wait a minute. You're, you're literally got a star studded quarterback who is elevating your team and you go inmates. You go inmates. So now he's the news more than the other one. I yeah, literally, I didn't I even did. think about it, but you're right. You're oh, right. My you're God. right because I didn't even think about just, Deshaun Watson in the midst of all of this. All of I it. was waiting for see who was going to be. Un- yeah, that's bad. It, this is one of those things where you, the timing could. This is where you turn around and say, even if you're right, and I'm not siding with that, he's right. Not at all. Your timing. You just ignited. You just kind of reignited something. If you would, from the perspective of what they call the Trump theory, where I go, they go, you don't, don't add, <laughs> don't say anything, just keep your damn mouth well, shut. He opened it up, and now we have a new flashpoint with Houston because they're going, and they've already had that meeting with him, and some walked out they not said being it was happy. Not productive. Not productive. So now you have this quarterback who can stimulate your whole community. He is now second fiddle deep because right. the other players are going. Right. It's bigger than and the NFL doesn't want to deal with the fact that you know they have some racist owners, and there you go. Right. So they have to deal with with right. that too. It's unfortunate that it does overshadow. To tell you the truth, you know I'm always mixed in between boycotting halfway, keeping track of the news. On another hand, I went looking right for because it wasn't shown here. I went looking for the beginning of the Houston game right? just to find out What's what up? happened. I actually was jumping around the news and sports things. right? And then I actually found reports where they were reporting on it substantially, actually, on some of the news networks, right? on the sports news networks. So it, that was the news more than Deshaun Watson. I actually found reports here talking about, well, everybody was at... T- and then commentary from sports people yep. about the owner... So that was a big deal, and that was the news. Yeah, it was. And, and, and that's the part where I'm saying it, it, it just got in the way. Um, not that it wasn't going to be there anyway. I believe they were going to have a meeting. There was going to be a meeting, and a, and a consensus of several meetings will probably be taking place to address these issues. Because each owner has to sit back and at least have a conversation. At least that's the step yeah. you take forward. The idea that I'm going... They can't get out of their way in these quotes, man. It's that old school bullshit. It's it old racist with big mouths. You hope Bob McNair fires them all. There you see, go. see, this is what I'm saying. And, and, I, and, and all I'm saying is, is if it's about the money, believe it or not, and, and I'm, lo- I'm looking at what you're saying now, Bob McNair don't want to fire his players. It's about money. It ain't right. about, it's, it's not, right. it's, it's not about, it's not about whether, Okay, they're they're right or wrong. He has to operate a business. So, if he wants to take his foot and put us and, and say you guys are wrong, move aside. I said he's going to be losing a lot of money. So, how do you remedy something here? He can't be bullish on the players and say I don't give a damn about them because he has an operation that has to sustain itself. Money's already invested. It's already rolling. 
new stadium, more recent new stadium in the last decade or so, he can't ignore it. He just puts himself in harm's way even more. And then Houston is already trying to recover from the hurricane. All these things are coming in to lose money. It will trickle down. If he's not getting his return on value, people will be getting laid off. It will affect the economy all around. It all is systemic to people will all of a sudden have collateral damage. But he'll get to say his opinions because he's Bob McNair. He's old. Yeah, right. All right. I'm just saying, man. All right. So if you, I'm not going to talk about any of the football games unless you want to talk about that slashing that Miami got, you know, the Zippo. I don't talk about Zippo scores no more, man, because there's no reason to. I'll talk about your prediction on Denver and Kansas City on Monday Night Football. Kansas City. You sure? A, this, you sure? The thing about this year has been the amazing areas of people's underperformance and the emerging of new leadership. Right. Specifically being Philadelphia. Right. Wentz. Right. You know, even if you look at Dallas, what they're sort of trying to do. Right. Uh, but the teams that have other emerging talent. So okay. we'll see. And the ones who underperform, like the Raiders, there we go. You know, New York Giants. It's just look at some of these teams. Cleveland Browns, there's still some bad areas, so we'll see. Raiders are in a bad, bad place. Dude, you're talking about, okay, Buffalo spanked that ass. <laughs> okay, so, so, hey, it's so am- dude, it's amazing. dude but like what said, happened? Emerging new coaches, right? Emerging right. new systems right. that are winning. And even some I'm, of the ones that are losing, the Redskins look like a different team. I mean, they they so were. They, look, there's they, aspects of these teams they, even in losing that's right. amazingly improved. Look, I, I I totally believe in this. For right now, everybody's going to be on the Dallas Cowboys bandwagon because they're going to say, "Hey, look, they're only a couple of games behind Philadelphia. Philadelphia got the real deal. They got Wentz, who's who's showing you that I, I'm here. It's my first year, and we got all the." the right parts in place. So we're leading this division. So Dallas is on the come up because they can only get better and learn. Washington had everybody in the beginning going like this team is coming, but Kirk Cousins is not finding, of course, his remedy or recipe to winning now. So they're going to be struggling. But Oakland to me is the one that everybody is going. Do you, do you know that, that they're last in their division? Chargers. <laughs> who everybody thought was going right it's amazing so you know hey i'm not i'm not mad at it i'm just saying it is good for us in la the, the rams are good well yeah okay tied with seattle top of the division they will hopefully meet again i'm not sure i gotta check they'll hopefully meet again rams are delivering uh better than expected i'm not mad and the chargers almost had 500 ball but you know they just bad they just couldn't do it in New England. All right, I'm not, I'm not going there. I want to go to the unusual suspects. We're talking about the NBA. Now, I know, Mark, we talked about this last week where you said it's too early in the season, right? And I just sat there and said, well, that may be so, but let's just go take a look. For your eyes, Mario, because you guys can't see this display, it's a reason why. It's just really information for Mario and myself because it's not necessarily for the readables, but it's more for us to reference. The unusual suspects, dude, are leading the NBA in the Eastern and Western Conference standing. You got Detroit leading, followed by, and this is in the Eastern Conference, Washington Wizards, Boston Celtics, Orlando Magic, Milwaukee Bucks, 
Toronto Raptors, Charlotte Hornets, Indiana Pacers are next, Brooklyn Nets, and then Cleveland. So you said it's still too early, right? You say it's still too early, Well, I bro? think that's where, when you're used to looking at statistics, you, you get certain. There's only two game difference between the top of the list and the bottom of the list. That says it all. And another statistic you always look at. This has happened, especially with those teams who go, yes, look at point differential. Point differential is where you can still lose games, but be giving, you give up less points than you produce. Well, let's see. Cleveland is giving up 110 points a game, but only scoring at 104. There's a defensive, massive defensive lap. Now, it may take them time. I'm not saying that they won't be there. But that is not their signature to give up that many points. So is that a synergy problem because of the new players on the team? Well, let's just say, especially when your sample size is small like this, right? at least those kinds of things are significant. I agree with you totally. You can't look at the win-loss because there's not a much difference between the leaders and the bottom. Right. So you have to then look at other parameters. Right. This gives you a more another parameter to look at. Yeah. To see what it says. And it does, it, even though it doesn't imply anything permanent, it implies how they're operating right now. Yes. And, yeah, I agree totally. Right. So, but it's certainly, I mean, the fact that you're, you're at the bottom of the division with three wins and Four losses and the top person has five wins and two losses. Right. Yeah, that's no reason to break a sweat at all. Well, it's the point differential. And the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because when I go look at the Western Conference, the same holds true as it relates to the unusual suspects, but not like the Eastern Conference. The usual suspects are supposed to battle up top. Memphis is leading. Clippers, Houston, Portland, Spurs, Golden State is now at mid-pack. Minnesota, Utah, Denver, New Orleans, and way down at the rear, at the bottom of this particular group, Oklahoma City. Now, there are only two games separating, like to your point, Mario. But guess what the difference is? The difference is point differential. Oklahoma is scoring 106 points, but they only give up 96. What they're showing you is they got defense. And when you already have defense, and you start clicking on offense, you're going to go a long way. If you are giving up, that's just what Lakers were going through in a lot of teams, you give up a lot of points, it is an indictment on your defense, and teams don't win giving up a lot of points. Houston had that, and they had talent last year. Give up a lot of points, you got to constantly outscore your opponent. You have defense, you just have to work on the parts to score more. So Oklahoma sitting here just like Cleveland, man, but they give up. 10 points less than what they score. So you see them, they're going to be coming because they got strong defense. I'm concerned about Cleveland because I don't think D Wade, I don't think Rose. (laughs) And since Isaiah Thomas is not there, I just don't think they're built for defense and role playing. I think they are leaders in their own, you know, universe. And they're just giving up too many points. It's still early. And it'll all come down how they play in the playoffs. But if you take a look at the same charts that we posted, and actually you can adjust to hit the chart so that difference becomes a parameter. Right. If you do that, now you've got them stacked in the list, Vic, Mm -hmm. by what you just said, the point difference. In that case, when you look at the Western Conference, the Clippers are number one, Portland's number two, and Oklahoma rises at number three. Right. 
Right. If you look in the East, Toronto Raptors, Orlando Magic, Washington Wizards, Celtics, and Cleveland down here closer to the bottom. Gives up a lot. Gives up a lot. A lot. So right now, based on what you were pointing out in terms of the difference between what they're allowing their appoint opponents to score yeah. and what they're scoring themselves, if you look at that right. as one of the defining parameters, it sort of explains things and gives you a different view. Yes. Of those same things. But it is interesting to look at. Yeah. Hey, you know, I just want to let you know. Hey, Knowledge from my crew back here, Periscope, Big O Live, Live.me, Paris, uh, Facebook. Thank you. I just wanted to get into what I call there's the unusual suspects being in roles that they're going to have to work themselves out of. And I, I do believe in this philosophy. It, it's very hard to change over your defense overnight and then all of a sudden go from giving up a lot of points to now you're not giving up a lot of points. The difference with Cleveland, teams like that, they stand a chance of doing it, but I do believe that it becomes harder because you have to do it through the season. So while you're working to play against the next team, you don't have a lot of time to institute those defensive schemes. You're usually already having that. Something like with San Antonio, they build a formula that always shows that they're going to be in the top echelon of defensive teams, and they stay that way. So, hey, look, I'm looking at Oklahoma, Cleveland, Who's going to have the best record come all-star Eastern Conference versus Western Conference? I think the Eastern Conference has more parity. And you'll see more teams closer to 500 above, maybe even more so than the Western Conference. So there's a good chance that Oklahoma may come out having a better record than Cleveland based on their differential in defense. We'll see. But I'm out, man. That's my sports today. That's it. Peter Allen's new sports recurring segment of the Morning Club with Mario Show. Here every week, get Victor Allen's unique fan-based view of sports. Never to dress appropriately, sports draws, <laughs> sports draws and jack straps. Be part of the big picture every Monday. Yeah. Sports for your ass. <laughs> Get ready to return for part four. Those of you at Facebook, remember you're going to have to refresh your browser. Come back for part four. Hot picks. I give myself 60 seconds. I'm going to stop the stream right now. We're stopping the stream. that time for hot picks y'all yeah, 
All right, you guys, all ready for this one, Mar? How's it going over there? I know you're pacing yourself. You got a lot of people talking to you about, you know, miseducation of marijuana. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that they're all following up. I got people talking to me as well. Hey, look, um, I know it's hard when we're talking live on the show. I have multiple lines of information in chat behind me and in front of me. And uh, I see you, Roy. I see you. All right, uh, you know, like I said, Hot Picks is evolving. It's more about empowerment recognition. There's all sorts of what they call success stories. And a lot of times we tend to ignore what we call certain industries because we're so used to it. So last week, I actually was giving you what they will call the concept SUVs. Generally, you know, this is an area where a lot of men tend to be fascinated with, hey, you know, the sportier, the faster, the more powerful. And if you if, if it if fits the needs and it's within reach and we can afford it, we want it. And then the, the dream state is when you like you say, when you're young, you get a lot of money. The first thing you choose between is a house and a car. Now, Mario, I know for you being enriched all your life. Used to give the finger to the cars. <laughs> Just say, give me a house. Smart man. Smart man. This time we're going to do part two concept, cars extreme. They're not necessarily extreme. The difference is there's two categories here. We're going to recognize that the first four cars may have something unique in them. They're designed by women. And we're going to find out if any of them fits your dream state. We don't want to hear about Mario's regular normal state. <laughs> your dream state. The dream state car designed by a woman for the first four. And then we'll get into a couple of others. So you ready for this, man? I'm ready. And my titling of this particular segment is called Women Design the Brand. And this is retro, not just cars moving forward. We're going to start with a car that typically is always in the minds of young men. The 2013 High Gear Mustang Concept. $39,000 you're dropping on this Son of a gun. V8, 420 horses, 0 to 60 in 4 seconds, 19 miles per gallon. Let's just give it up to Jennifer Seeley, the Ford designer who designed this monster. So, first thing we want to recognize Jennifer, does she know cars, man? Does she know design? Obviously. (laughs) So, let me just say something. We have a dude, dude, Jennifer. Okay, and there's more information. If you guys want to search about Jennifer, because I want to spend a lot of time on this. I want to go hit right on the cars. She spells her last name S-E-E-L-E-Y. Go go look up Jennifer Seeley, Ford, and SEMA, the event SEMA, and see the recognition she got for this design. So far, so far, I'm impressed. Yes. I'm impressed. Now, that's just giving you one. We're going to go to number two. Like I said, you guys are going to keep this moving. Number two, going back to what we call Nissan. You know, usually you don't see trucks. Usually. It's a man's thing, right? $36,000. It's a 2016 Nissan Titan. Diane Allen. She's design manager for Nissan. This is her project. This is her puppy. Mar, you a truck man. You know that, right? I guess. <laughs> That's <laughs> your guess. Wait a minute. A lot of shit to <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It's, it's thirty six thousand, well into in the range of the affordable, right? I guess again. I'm whatever wait. they charge these is, yeah. Now let me tell you what it has now. V eight. Wow. Three hundred and 
390 horses, 0 to 60 and 5.9, top speed of 113. Now, it's not meant to do that top speed like right. you usually. It's like three miles a gallon. It gets more than that. They usually are floating. I think it's the, man, the look is wonderful. Yes. See, I'm, I'm trying to recognize Diane Allen. I saw the look is wonderful. Diane, props. Yes. Props. Look, yeah. my whole thing, when I looked at this, I said, oh, she did this? She's responsible for this? Okay, I'm not mad. So this is another recognition and achievement by Diane Allen. If you want to search more information, 2016 Nissan Titan, $36,000. Well within the plane of the affordable. We ain't over yet, man. No, you get some rooms in the chat room, bricks in there, talk about this is up. <laughs> So people liking it. They liking the cars. They're the cars to do. It's. I don't want to get too much into the future. Future is the design of everybody's ideas, which there are. There's so many designs, man. I could keep covering this forever. But I'm trying to get to the tangible ones that already have been on the street or nearly going to come to the street. We're gonna to go to the next one. You know, they always say. That you have to look at the concept. And Wendy Lee is the studio chief designer at Calty Design Research. She's responsible for our hands being on the 2017 Toyota FT1 Supra. $55,000 is your tag price. Let me give you some other information on this one. Twin turbo inline four, two electric motors, 360 horses, zero to 60 in 3.6 seconds, top speed of 190. Let me just bow to Wendy. You are great. <laughs> you are great. Dude, Supra. You see it? Dude, wait, wait, what you say? Wait, wait, wait. The Batmobile. Wait, what Dude, that's impressive. Dude, the car—that's not on the street. Uh, did you see? Let me see. Let me see something here. We're talking about—it's coming to the street. It's supposed to be coming, I believe, 2000. I think it's on the street either effective this year or it's coming next year. I—I I didn't want. Wow. I, see, my thing is to recognize the designers. I didn't want to get into all the specs and everything. So you're going to see on these cars that some when there is not a date, they're already on the street. And if there is a date and it goes far, far further back, I will acknowledge it. So you don't think, oh, hey, I thought this this already was out. The Titan's already out, as we had covered. And then, of course, the Ford was already out. This one, this year, I believe. So far as I'm concerned, Mario, this is getting high ratings. You're about to sit back and go and find out something else about somebody who's who's going who's going to challenge you because you're going to pick one of these and say this is she thinks like me. We're going to go to our next one. Acura NSX Concept $156,000 of power designed by Michelle Christensen Acura exterior designer her imprint is on the exterior design that's her area because it, everybody has their specialties 573 horsepower V6 hybrid powertrain with three electric motors twin turbo nine speed dual clutch an all-wheel drive, 0 to 60 in 3.1 seconds, top speed 191, and 22 miles per gallon, dude. 22. You ain't, bad. That ain't bad, right? And don't look at Michelle. Michelle's cool. She got on the jeans. That's You'll a- be able to do better than 22 miles per gallon if you got electric motors. <laughs> wait a minute. Now, wait a minute now. 
But see, you you do make power takes up for that. If you want a hundred miles, you want a hundred miles per gallon. You're going to get you a ninety horsepower. You wonder, but considering that the last one we looked at, right. Was a hundred thousand dollars cheaper? Other than yes. the Batmobile of Wendy Lee, <laughs> right, 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 is a hundred thousand dollars cheaper, cheaper, right? And does actually the performance parameters, right, are almost the same? You're just dealing with the, the difference is the, the, you look at the hybrid. Hybrid brings you, yes, yeah, see, it brings, dude. That's I'm I, I'm only saying this. What can I say? But yeah, more, that's true. That's, I mean, all of that makes a difference to car people, right? And these, and other than an NBA player or something, right? Some of these are maybe car collectors. Okay, all right. Now this is what we're gonna do, real quick. We're just gonna pick Mario's number one and number two from this group, and then go on to the next evaluation. So, more of your line. Who's who's tapping into the features that you most find important on the vehicles we just covered the first four Mario's? Let's go from the top. Yeah. Started out with that Mustang. Oh, yeah. Then we went right to the Nissan Titan. The Toyota FT1. Supra. And the Acura NSX Concept. Well, for me, it's the Supra. Oh, yeah. Got you, huh? Price right in that area. Price, everything, look. Okay. Number two. Number two? Yeah. Wow. I'm not big and that just means too much to me. <laughs> right, right. You know, um, probably the Mustang. You know, you're old school. You know that, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're old school. I got you. I ain't mad at you, man, because look, I, I, the Supra got me. It got me because it's all that. Look, I want the, dude, I want the the big deal, dream state to get the uh, Acura. It appeals to me because I just love hybrids, man. So, just letting you know that. All right, there's another section here we're going to go to. We're going to keep it rolling because I believe there's three brands making a crash for the market. And we're going to we're going to try to look at the ones that are either changing what they're doing, are they going to sustain growth? Are these brands going to be around for a while? Who do we think is a stayer? I call it brand supercar success based on either design, evolution, power, or hybrid. And we only got a few cars here, but they're coming from the, some of the biggest manufacturers. We're going to start you off, Mario, with number one. 2019 Chevrolet Corvette ZR1. $110,000 is your price out the gate. Mid-engine, 750 miles per hour. Seven-speed manual and eight-speed automatic. It hits 200 miles an hour. Does that look anything like the Corvette that you have grown up with? Not the ones I know, but again, and they're used to sitting in that high price range. They have a brand that's been sitting there for a while. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this looks like this may be a big seller for them. Now, let me ask you something. Does this look like it's going in the direction? Maybe it's the photo of like a Ferrari, a Lotus or something like that. Does it look like it's going in the direction? It does have that low, sleek design and the tires, you know, that's... So everything's going with the modern look presentations. Right. So Chevrolet Corvette is is kind of there to me. They're crossing over, trying to give you that almost. Our Corvettes are looking more like European cars, not just your standard big engine Ford Mustang American car. It looks like they're doing that push. Well, there's another car making a comeback. 
We're going to go over to the 2019 Toyota new Supra concept. The Supra concept, of course, is uh, $55,000. All right. I'm bringing it back for a reason. Twin turbo, 10 inch touchscreen for vehicle functions, 19 or 20 inch alloy rims, $55,000. This is Supra coming back because the last time we were looking at Supras, I don't know how many years ago, they were a stayer, a player. Does this change your mind about the direction they're going in? Is this just merely a supercar? Or is it, and it looks affordable at $55,000. Yeah, no, it's, it's continuing. We saw in the first group, too, right, their, right, their offerings. Now, right. I think it shows you where they're headed. Well, I think where everybody's headed, where the flavor is right now. Right. And note there are some things that seem to be in common yes. in terms of the look. I'd be curious how the doors open. Again, for some of them, that's the thing, too. But right. I agree. Wonderful. I got you. All right. We got another player. This is the last one in this group because I'm trying to figure out so far Chevrolet, Toyota, and of course the name that always tends to make everybody raise an eyebrow Porsche Mission E Hybrid Concept. Let me give you the particulars on this $85,000. All wheel drive, 600 horses, top speed 150, zero to. 0660 in about 3. Point, I believe it's 3.9 seconds. Powered completely by an advanced lithium battery technology. Can charge the car up to 80% in 15 minutes. 310 miles on a full charge. Cameras and no mirrors with the info displayed in the lower corner of the windshield. A camera detects where the driver is looking and detects what instrument on the dashboard the driver wants to open. Over the air software updates. Mario, this seems like this is still a type of car. And all the <laughs> feature set. You're right. It's totally unique. You're right. And again, for a, for a Porsche who's used to pricing cars in this range, and that for that group of people who look, right. this will be affordable for them. Yes. And and here's the other thing, Mario. Good point. Not for me. The door. <laughs> the doors. If you can understand, here's the side view. This is a two door. It's four. Four. Door. The door opens this way. If you. The, the door close here. The back door opens like it back. Back. The front door opens front. front. All four door. And the way you see it, if you guys want to go search it, go Google it. You'll say, it's to me, I'm sorry. This is, I'm, I'm going to give you my vote already. This is, this is me. <laughs> this is me. I'm sorry, man. Just poor. That's, I'm sorry. I can't help it. So I'm just letting you know that I just went straight there to, just to let you know that they already sold me on this mission E. And let me say this. Well, all cars have to compete. Tesla, yeah, Tesla already kind of set a standard, right? Hybrid, the whole thing. This is a hot piece, man. (laughs) Just what I'm saying. It's a four-seater. Yes. Look at all that. At 85 now. Now, I'm pretty sure the alloy rims and everything else may bump you up a few dollars more. Here's your three. Now, here, this is the question. We're going to go through the three. All these three brands, which one do you think it has a place where it's going to be coming for years evolving on this particular model between the three we covered? Let's go up to the top. Uh, not the top, but this just this last segment for the three choices we're looking at. I think we start the Corvette, right? All right, we start with the Corvette. The 2019. Mm-hmm. 
2019 Toyota Supra. Mm-hmm. And the Porsche Mission E Hybrid Concept. I got to go with that Porsche. That Porsche is it, right? Yes. Yeah. And, 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 and between which one would be a better seller? You have the you have the um, Supra, right? It's at, it's, at, it's at a lower cost, I believe. So I'll be interested in seeing who sells better. And here's my other thing. The Supra's going to outsell the Corvette. You think so? Yes. What about the Mission E? Wow, that's, that's I Mission think e, that's going to outsell the Corvette too. Mission E, and that's obviously priced to compete, right? With that, and they like they have a winner. Yeah, I I kind of agree with you. Even I though think it's a different car, Victor. Now that I look at it, because it's a four seater, right? So it's a different car, it's totally a different car, right? Hybrids are probably not going to outsell your standard traditional cars. It's it's a thing of evolution. I do believe that your Supra will get those enthusiasts who came up with the Supras who are already doing the street races and everything, and it's turned into a street racing phenomenon, the word Supra. But I don't know if this is going to hit them the same way. I think this model design has gone over to another evolution in style, and that may lose some people. So my, my pick right now is the Mission E will probably, to me, be a stayer, I think. There, Corvette. Look, can't go wrong with Corvette, man. Can't go wrong. ZR1 has already been around. I just don't know if it's gonna sell more. Other than that, man, I'm out, man. That was hot picks. Well, that's been it. It's been a wonderful broadcast, you guys. Ladies and gentlemen. Wonderful. Ladies and Pay attention to the politics today and this week. It's going to be crazy. You know what we say. Ain't nobody got our DNA. Thank you for being here. It's your favorite MC. And my wizard man. First off, I'm not your regular dude. I bust moves like a young MC. Yeah, soda, that would be me. Got me thinking about putting down the mic one day. Then I get some more love. Thanks for the love. I gotta play. Hey, what can I say? I'm a Leo to the finish, man. I love God, so my faith won't diminish me. Once I step up to the mic, I speak truth. Hip hop wasn't designed to expose the black youth, but somewhere along the lines, we dropped the ball again. I mean, that man in the mirror, yeah, that ball dude. But now I'm back to right the wrongs of my past world. So let me walk this off my list like my name is Earl. Articulate my thoughts clearly like Professor Les. Do you remember Rap City with Deja and Les? I'm looking at the front door, bless the main source. You fool, yeah, wait till I hit you with the main course. I was spitting when you was a kid. You doing what I did, you know I still got it. Why you brag about it? I be on solo, making my money grow residual. I'm individual, nobody's got my DNA. I was spitting when you was a kid. You doing what I did, you know I still got it. Why you brag about it? I be on solo, making my money grow residual. I'm individual, nobody's got my DNA. Time and space, boy, funk, I'm on point You bless this microphone every time I am on the 
face the bad head on escape inside the music see my diaries a song and song till I write my next verse then I go again into the studio I feel like I gotta flow again this ain't just music to me it's like my recipe to be honest it's more creative tranquility this ain't just music to me it's like my recipe to be honest it's more creative tranquility I was spitting when you was a kid you doing what I did you know I still got it why you brag about it I be on the solo making my money's grow residual I'm individual nobody's got my DNA I was spitting when you was a kid you doing what I did you know I still got it why you brag about it I be on the solo making my money's grow residual I'm individual nobody's got my DNA they say they get me I don't think they ever got me my name's Kowalski but they call me Kawasaki I'm lying on funds but in real life I'm more like Chachi or Cola like granola bars can't you see that i'm a star who pumps his own gas in the cold really fast as i pass on your gold diggy stash i'd rather make my own money not advance me loan money i was spitting when you was a kid you do know what i did you know i still got it why you brag about it i be on the solo making my money's grow residual i'm individual nobody's got my dna i was spitting when you was a kid you do know what i did you know i still got it why you brag about it i be on the solo making my money's grow residual I'm individual, nobody's got my